The people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. As they come past the halfway down to the home turn, and the leader is Piracy with Peyton and the two favourites pairing away. Out by five lengths now over last Armageddon. New Alliance followed then by Diggity as heads are turned for home. Patented moved up on the outside of Piracy, and both jocks go for the whip simultaneously inside the 200. Piracy has a kick. Patented not quite there yet. Piracy, Patented, stride for stride they go. Patented the outside. Piracy, hands and hills the inside responding. Piracy, too good. Piracy he beats Peyton at Voulet, flew late, probably got third with New Alliance and last Armageddon and Diggity right on the heels. That was Piracy taking out the country stampede heat last Sunday at Tara when the meeting was uh, transferred from the Saturday program through to Sunday due to some very welcome rain about an inch in the old scale received around the area and nice to hear quite a few areas around country Queensland picking up some rain last week. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, looking back at the week that was news coming out of that Tara Cup program where Jockberg won the Cup. We'll tell you about Eidsvold where the uh, Cup there went to... Uh, my certain will also catch up with all of the news out of Gordonvale. The cup there going to Witterick. News out of Junda. The cup going to Doom. We had cups all over the place. News also coming out of Richmond and Cunnamulla from the weekend. A cast of thousands here on Bushbeat this week. And helping us out as always is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony, and welcome back after uh, a little bit of a holiday and, of course, a great visit out to Longreach where you worked extremely hard on the Longreach Cup Day. Very hard. Very hard. <laughs> <laughs> And we're into the full swing, aren't we, of the Country Cups Challenge and the Country Stampede, as we heard that win of piracy with the dual header of the uh, Country Cups Challenge and the Stampede at uh, Tara on the Sunday. It was also a case of that uh, we're going to have that come up at Cloncurry at their TAB meeting coming up this Friday where they have the Cloncurry Cup and an open quality sprint race and Emerald. Um, on the Saturday, we'll have the Emerald 100 quality, which is a Country Cups Challenge race. And then as well at Atherton, the Stampede uh, occurring on the Saturday, the Stampede qualifier. So it's in full swing, but Brett Moody will be reporting on that in plenty of detail with that uh, meeting and fantastic calling as always, listening to uh, Brett coming through on the uh, on the Bit Racing Australia Vision uh, for that Tara meeting, Tony. But um, there was a big cup meeting up in the far north, but there was something really interesting, I thought, came out of the uh, Gordonvale meeting. Not only the Gordonvale Cup that we'll be hearing the win of Witterick, but there's a story of a particular little mare that Peter Rowe trains, and we get to hear the first win ever of Splash of Paint. And to a 600 metre mark they go here at Gordonvale in the first and Shamachi and Splash of Paint. Arabello's going up three wide around that group followed by Valiant Knight poised to pounce just in behind them and they were followed next in the field by Denise's Pride a gap in the field better than that starting to work into it. They were followed by Mashani Tsunami and the last one Isa Girl. Splash of Paint out in the middle of the track has hit the front. Shamachi's trying hard. Arabello's starting to come through the middle. It's Splash of Paint in front. Shamachi coming with Arawello, splash of paint, Shamachi, splash of paint in front, splash of paint is going to work, splash of paint, good on you, Rowley, splash of paint, one of Shamachi, Arawello, then came better than that. As Bluey Forsyth said in the call there at Gordonvale on the weekend, Rob, good on you, Rowie. Uh, I know it was Cup Day there at Gordonvale, but we wanted to celebrate Splash of Paint winning for Peter Rowe, our NQ correspondent joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Good morning to you, Pete. Congratulations. Morning. Thank you very much, guys. It was only a maiden at Gordonvale, but I tell you what, I was 
feeling pretty happy. I think I could hear you cheering from the 100 metres now. I think Bluey Foresight summed it up beautifully because we know the story behind this profile in style for your old mare. But just uh, reacquaint the listeners with the basic background and uh, how she's come to get this first up win uh, as as a paint horse, I suppose, the splash of paint. Uh, congratulations to you and Kristen with that great win, Pete. Yeah, Rob, thank you. It was well, She was never meant to be a racehorse. She um, was bred over it the South Australia at the Coloured Farm over there and Bill and Jen at Melbourne in Bundaberg got her over as I think she was only six months old when she came over and they would just take her to a couple of little lead shows and to be honest I don't know I think Janet put an ad on Facebook wanting to sell her and I was at that time I was a bit bored with you know going to the track every day and wasn't having a good run and I thought I want a little project so I just rung Janet and asked how much they wanted for her and Long story short, she ended up up here and she came up a little potty. Oh, I suppose she was a weanling then. She wasn't, well, maybe she was a yearling, I can't remember. But she never looked like a racer. She wasn't even registered with the stud book, not branded, nothing. So we started that and got that all done. And yeah, it was it was a long process. I've, I've had her in, I've had her out. She's got a shin saw three times. Um, oh, but I tell you what, every, every little minute of it was worth it on Saturday. And you're probably right. You could have you could have heard me screaming from down there. It was it was pretty exciting. I said to Dad, "We've won the Cairns Cup, but I reckon that's my favourite day of racing." Like it made every little bit of the flack I've copped and you know the negativity. She shouldn't be racing. She's not a racehorse. What are you wasting your time? And pardon me, what are you wasting your time for? Well, that made it all worth it on the weekend. And I, th- I think you summed it up beautifully one other time, Pete, where you said it helps on the race day because the crowd get attracted to this little mare and, uh, as her name suggests, she's got all this splash of different coloured markings all over her and she adds that new dimension to uh, racing. And as well, you've reversed the trend. You started this trend reversal last time when you beat Dad home. He had been beating you home and you'd been running runner-up all the time, but you reversed it again on the weekend. I'm sure Dad was hoping that Shamachi wasn't going to come home and, and knock you on the head on the post. Oh, it was... Uh, from what I've been told, I think she opened up at $13 and she started at $7 after everyone's seen her. And, you know, you walk down the home straight into the mounting yard and it was just... Bluey, Bluey's fantastic. He he told everybody, you know, come and have a look at her. You, you won't see it often, rah, rah, rah. And everyone does. Everyone comes to the fence. I'm going to go back her. I'm going to go back her. And one of the local bookies told me that's his biggest loss in four years because everyone just went and backed her. And when we're halfway down the straight and I seen Dad's mare kicking, I thought she was the hardest to beat, Shamachi. Her form doesn't read great, but her, I've seen it work at home and I thought she was the one to beat. And when Bluey got excited and said that we hit the front in the middle of the track, I I was hoping he was right. But where we stand at the um, for Gordon Vale in the mounting yard, you head on, so you can't really tell who's where. And he kept getting excited and more excited in his call. And I thought, oh, well, maybe she is in this. And when they got to the post and she put her head out, it was pretty exciting. And I, I was on the phone to Dad. He was away. He had the weekend off. Him and Mum went down to the beach with my sister and the, the grandkids. And I was on the phone to him and we just burst into laughter. That's 100% Mum, my sister and Dad on the other end and me in the mounting yard. Dad, I said, she's just won. And we just, it was a fit of laughter. It was just fantastic.
you were lucky that it was the 3rd of October and not the 1st of April when you've rung Trevor up to say we've just won. <laughs> well, he always said to me, he said, if she wins a race, I'll eat my hat, so I'm going to make him a cake and it's going to look like a hat and he's hat, going to eat it. Hat sandwich oh, coming we'll, up, Trevor. We'll looking forward to that. But isn't racing uh, wonderful stories? And Gordon Vale on the weekend not only brought out the splash of paint story, but... It also brought out uh, another good story in a winner in Bu One for a new trainer up that way. And, of course, I thought the Gordon Vale Cup, which, of course, was the main event on the program, I was interested in Gaelic, Pete. Uh, it, it ran up to that form that it won uh, at its last start as only a Class 2 galloper. So some really good stories out of this meeting that you're going to tell us about this morning. Absolutely, yeah. I think take away the splash of paints when I was absolutely stoked to see Stewie Hill give his first winner. He's only got Buen in work. He's having the fifth start. And not too many trainers can say they've got a record like that. It's um, it's a new horse to the north as well. Um, it's I suppose it's only been up here since August. So he's had his licence then. It's had four starts for a win, a second and two thirds. That's his, that's his track record as a trainer. i tell you what, you'd like that on your resume. And, and it Lacey was, it was, Morrison it, continued that comeback on it as well. Yeah, and it was heads up, heads down. Um, catch a spark, ran him along in front, and you, you weren't sure who won. Um, but right on the line, I thought Stewie had got there. Like, it, you, you got to favour the outside of Gordon. That was a very tricky angle. So I thought he'd got there, and so when his number went in the in the frame, I think he cheered as loud as everyone did in the first race. It was fantastic to see. And then, yeah, the cup was a great race. Um, Wittrick just loves Gordon Bale. It, um, it's that outside the speed and... Um, ridden up the treat by Rachel. It's had two starts over the 800 of Gordon after two wins. And, um, yeah, it raced away. Gaelic had every chance. There was no real excuses in the cup, which was just too good. And it was good to see Rach. She's riding in good form and doesn't get as many opportunities as I think she should. I think we've got two very talented female apprentices in North Queensland. And for some reason, when it comes to your provincials, they kind of get looked over, I suppose, for a lot of trainers and they just ride for their regulars and it was good to see Rach get a winner and of course Kristen rode her 50th winner in the on Splash of Paint so she's down to a kilo and a half in the country so it was a good day for the girls. Let's have a quick listen to uh, how Witterick did it in the Gordon Vale Cup on the weekend. Woodwick makes a move to go up on the outside and challenges well class. Gallic's getting a beautiful run third on the inside and starting to come into it. Salesman Tycon well on the outside. City Smart there on the inside and they were followed by Victory Dance. Who's well class and Woodwick into the straight. Woodwick in the centre of the track. Gallic trying to come through. Tycon Warrior starting to run down the outside. Woodwick at the front though. Woodwick in front of Gaelic. They were followed by City Smart trying to run him down. It's Woodwick in front of Gaelic. It sounded like there was a pretty good crowd there at the weekend at Gordon Vale as well. And we know it's always been a, a great social day off the back of the Cairns Amateurs, Pete. It was massive. Um, they had tents all the way down to the, about 150, 200 metre mark where we go onto the trackers from the tie-ups. There was people everywhere. They were coming over to the tie-up stalls and getting photos after photo. And it's a fantastic day. They only race twice a year at Gordon Vale, but you know going there that you're going to have a massive crowd. Um, and it's a crowd that goes there. Yes, they go there to party, but when the races are on, they're five, six deep along the fence watching the races too, which is fantastic. 
get the perfect combination of race goers and party goers and of course wrapping up the meeting with two other winners and good to see Masayuki Abe getting a win for Renee Shalens and also Amanda Thompson for Ray Muller in the uh, class one and also the benchmark 65 Pete. Yeah, Rothen Belba, uh, I suppose, ex-local horse. Ray Moller trained out of Gordonville for many years, but he's owned by a lot of people at Gordonville. He won first up from a spell. Um, not known as an 1,100-metre horse. He tends to get out over trip as his prep goes on, so it was good to see him get up and like the first four horses past the post, there's three-quarters of a length covering them. So that was a really good race. Rothen Bell got there ahead of the Briscoe and Fluttering. But other than my win, I reckon Be Famous' win was... My favourite of the day. Renee's been so patient with this mare. She's not an easy horse to train. Um, she does a lot wrong. Um, she sent her up to Scotty Cooper for a little bit and has her back at home now that the grass track's open. She's a really, really honest mare, be famous, and it's been really uncharacteristic of her early in this prep not not putting in. Um, and she went there confident. It was a front-running ride by Massa, just straight to the front, never looked in doubt. First slip made it ash, but be famous had plenty left in the tank and... Got there from first lip star filly and small reward. So it was a great day's racing. It was oh, one I'm never going to forget. And hopefully there's more wins in store for her. Off to Atherton this weekend as uh, part of, as Rob said earlier, the uh, the Queensland Country Stampede dates continue on. And this coming Sunday, October 9, the 1,000 metre open quality is a leg of this, the Country Stampede. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting field too. I'm not sure what will head there. I think um, I think Tyker and Ruler will be one of the ones to beat up there. Um, I talk in real, talk in thunder. Um, but I'm not sure what else will head that way, but we'll know in about 16 minutes when the noms come out. And you enjoy those replays, Pete. Splash of paint. I'm sure it's going to be uh, replayed over and over again this week. <laughs> I've watched it on my phone about 47,000 times and I got home yesterday and was... Thanks to On The Bit Racing Australia, it's on YouTube and I was able to put on my TV and watch it on a big screen. So <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be plenty more versions of it going around, that's for sure. Well done there and thanks for joining us this morning on Bushbeat. Too easy, guys. Thank you. Good on you, Pete. Peter Rowe there checking in with us with the news of uh, what happened at Gordonville with their cup program on the weekend. And it was also Cup Day on Saturday at Eidsvold. At the 300, Vermeuten is the leader. By about a half length on Ryan Cigars. And they're followed then over the inside by I'm the Business. And then came My Certain, still continuing to make ground around the outside. Vermeuten heads for home in the Eidsvold Cup of 2021. Up the rails like a greyhound. And Vermeuten kicked away. Trying hard again is Nine Cigars. Vermeuten, Nine Cigars, late on the outside is My Certain, Bobby Murray's got up, My Certain has won the cup, Vermeuten second, third, not sure, Patrick... My Certain taking out the Eidsvold Cup on the weekend, they also had the Burn at the Beach series there on the weekend, Rob and Paul Dolan was bringing us all of the action there with the replays courtesy of On The Bit Racing Australia and Racing Queensland with their non-tab racing replay page, Paul's with us this morning, hello Paul. Good day, Tony, good morning Rob, good morning all. Yeah, good morning to you, Paul. And I'd follow one of those tracks you like visiting, but uh, a local trainer dominated the day. He's the only trainer at Eidsvold, I believe, Bob Murray and Damien Boutet. The combination uh, worked well with the double and almost a, uh, a treble on the day. That's very true. Uh, Eidsvold's a, a tiny place. It's about 400 k's northwest of Brisbane or about a 130 k's west of Bundaberg, if you can sort of picture that. And there's only one trainer in the town. Yeah, it is Bob Murray. Uh, once upon a time, there was two or three trainers. It's never been a big training centre, but Bob's a local, and his brother Lyle is the uh, well-known and long-serving, uh, not only president of the Eidvold Club, but of the South East Queensland Racing Association. So the Murray family is synonymous with um, with uh, Eidsvold. And, uh, yeah, Bob uh, won the cup and, and won another one of the other races as well. So, uh, you know, a really good hometown victory.
take us through those wins on the day. You can. Uh, how about we go to race four and five, and that was a race-to-race double for Bob Murray and Damien Boutet. Yeah, this Damien is an interesting character. He's a Frenchman, as the name would suggest. Um, he rode 14 winners in France as an apprentice. He's now aged 23. Um, came to Australia in 2019. He actually sent an email to Chris Waller looking for some work, and Waller gave him gave him work at the stable and riding track work. Um, and then he's come to Queensland and attached himself mainly to Michael Costa on the Gold Coast, but he's prepared to go anywhere for winners. And... Um, the previous week, he uh, rode his first Australian... Well, the th- previous um, three weeks prior, he rode his first Australian winner, a horse at Springshaw. And then he rode a winner at Taroom 10 days ago, and then he had a, his first Australian double on uh, on Saturday. Bob Murray told me he's, uh, he'd be more than happy to put, um, put Damien on uh, any of his horses uh, if he's prepared to go to those places, and he is. So look out for Damien Boutet when he gets on some... How would you say genuine chances at provincial tab meetings i'm sure he's going to give them every chance yes so the first of the the double for um that pair was the uh, burn it to the beach series as tony mentioned and our last penny got thrown on the inside to score in a photo finish i thought it was about a nose but the judge put up a head margin so we won't argue with them but uh, 10 our last penny scrambled home at um at seven dollars and beat uh, casa vance and in third placing was um Bill of Rights. This Burn It to the Beach series is not not actually heats and finals, but it's a series of races, 11 races in fact, over the next six months. And there's points for the trainer, jockey, and um, and an owner of the horse. And at the end of the six months, there's a there's cash prizes for the uh, the highest point scorers. So it's not heats and finals as you normally have. So at this stage, 10 points for Our Last Penny, eight points for Casa Vance, and seven points for Bill of Rights. And the Eidsvold Cup was the final event of the day, and my certain, as you heard in the replay, sat fourth, came around the leading pack and uh, and got up to score down the outside, beating Vermeuten, and in third uh, placing then was Patrick's Mamate. And not one favourite was successful on the five-event card at Eidsvold, so that would have pleased the four bookies in attendance, and uh, my certain went round as an $8 chance in the Cup. Yeah, looking back on the program, race-to-race doubles were the norm because Montana Philpot was a race-to-race double in races two and three, Paul. Yeah, now here's an interesting story too. Montana's only been riding since March this year. She's the daughter of Gus and Donna Philpott. Gus, a uh, former jockey, best known, I guess, as the man who piloted fine cotton across the line at Eagle Farm that famous day back in 1984. And tragically, um, uh, um, Gus's wife, Donna, who's the mother of, Miss, uh, of Montana, uh, was killed in a track accident. She was they were training at Bendigo in Victoria and was killed in a track accident four years ago. So it's a, a family steeped in racing. Some sadness along the way, of course. But young Montana booted home a double, and uh, she won the uh, the second event, the Class B over 1200, uh, on a horse called Home Call, trained by Daryl Gardner from Bundaberg. Daryl's only uh, runner for the day, so good luck to him there. He uh, had a hit and run mission. In fact, uh, Montana told me that if Home Call didn't win there on Saturday. Uh, horse was a chance of um, being offloaded to another stable, so it'll stay where it is for the time being. And then Montana uh, booted up a uh, kick home, a double win. Kick high won the past member's memorial plate, trained by Barry Gill, who's the nowadays president of the Gympie Turf Club. So a double there for Miss Montana, um, Miss Montana Philpot, and her career tally is now 12 wins in just a few months. 
and husband and wife team Glenn Richardson and uh, Hannah were the other winners on the day. They had the opening event where they did beat Bob Murray and Damien Boutet with Brutus getting up over Ducati. That's true there from the Nango. And I did. Do you think Glenn didn't cop a bit of a uh, bit of flack during the day, uh, Rob, because he was wearing a, a Penrith? A polo shirt, standout Penrith Panthers colour, and every second person said there must have been some South supporters there because every per- second person said to him, "You're kidding, aren't you?" South will beat him anyway. Glenn had the last laugh. Yeah, their winner was a horse called Brutus, who um, sat uh, fairly with the lead all the way and kicked on too well. Hannah told me it's a, it's a bit of a delicate uh, issue with uh, or delicate tricks, I suppose, you need to produce with Brutus. He goes well fresh, but, but, but you've got to keep him fit. So it's difficult to find that balance of fitness and freshness. But he hadn't raced for about seven weeks. And uh, I guess we may not see Brutus for another few weeks. But uh, he's a good horse fresh. And he, was, uh, he had enough fitness at the finish there to get home. In fact, he won by three lengths. Brutus, he was a, a $3 chance. So they were the, they were the winners back to front. Looking at that uh, Bernard Beach series, as you mentioned, Paul, it uh, keeps us going well all the way from October this year through until May next year. We uh, started off on the, the weekend at Eidsvold. This Saturday, we're off to Gainda, uh, then Melbourne Cup Day at Cumbia, and then subsequent legs at Mount Perry, Nanango, S, Gympie, Monto, South Burnett Race Club of Wandai, Burrendown Picnics in May of next year, and it all wraps up with the last leg at Bundaberg on the 14th of May. And as you say, a point series all the way through and some nice... Uh, uh, bonus prizes uh, that come through at the end of the series. So that's one that we're going to have to follow with interest over the uh, the coming, what, seven months or so? Yeah, even if you finish unplaced, uh, you get points, you know, 10 down to one from first to last. So uh, uh, it can be won by a horse with um, maybe only two or three wins in the series. So they could go out for a bit of a spell, come back and contest some new races in the uh, in the new year, if um, you know, if that's the way, if the horse needs a rest, it, it'd still be a chance in the uh, in the series. Something else I wanted to mention, guys, briefly: a lady named Audrey Doyle is part and parcel of the Oddsville Race Club. She's been the treasurer for 20 years and on the committee for many years before that. She's decided to step down as treasurer, but she'll still continue to serve as a, a committee person, Audrey. And uh, the club awarded her life membership with a special presentation there at the races. So, well done to uh, Audrey. Um, just a, a brief summary of the uh, the Eidsvold meeting uh, is that uh, the winners came from Eidsvold, Gympie, Bundaberg and Nanango. You don't have to draw a barrier one to be a chance at Eidsvold. The winning barriers were two, five, five, five and six. Uh, four geldings and one mare were successful on the day. And something, to, to, to wrap it up, yeah, as Tony mentioned, we go to Gainda next uh, Saturday and it'll have a... Uh, the norm's closing shortly at 11 o'clock. It'll have another of the Burn It to the Beach series. And then it was good to see Brian Lenehan up there at uh, Eidsvold. Brian's the president of Cumbia Race Club who have their annual meeting, the extravaganza on Melbourne Cup Day. So Brian was up there touting a bit of business for Cumbia coming up on Melbourne Cup Day. It's little town just outside Kingaroy. But something a lot of us do, Tony and Rob, when we go to a race meeting, and I'm sure you guys are no different, you taste the pie and you want to see, you give the pie a rating, the meat pie. Mm. Uh, to my knowledge, Gatton and Kilcoy have the best meat pies, but the one I had at Eidsvold for afternoon tea, not lunch, but afternoon tea, was as good as anything you'd get. And I checked the label and it's actually called uh, the Outback Pie Company and they're based in Townsville. Uh, the pies come all the way from Townsville to and I'll tell you what, they tasted damn good. <laughs> no, it's always the way. I, I'm the other way when I go to a, a country pub, it's uh, try the crumb steak. If, if oh, the yeah, crumb steak's yeah. good, the rest of the menu is going to be pretty good. 
Yeah, but this wasn't at the pub. This was at the race course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, they, had, they had too many crumb steaks there. I actually, it's funny. So I had crumb chicken for dinner, so I went close. <laughs> Are you off to Gainesville on the weekend? Yeah, I'll be there. Gainesville, we're in the news stand. It's only been used once before. The new judges, stewards, broadcasting stand. The uh, prototype that Racing Queensland have installed at so many tracks around the uh, state. That's very, very good. So yeah, we'll. Uh, We'll uh, get to Gainda, historic Gainda, this Saturday and uh, give you a report next week, guys, if you wish. Look forward to that. Good luck uh, at the week on the weekend. Thanks, guys. Paul Dolan looking at the Eidsvold Cup program from the weekend. Let's have a look at what happened at Junda with their cup on Saturday. They come down to the 400 metres mark and I want to be a Jeep is going up to tackle his stable mate. Heroism with Dark Archer in the centre. Strike point is poised to strike as they come around the straight and Doom is back along its inside and Briz Vegas is looking through the gap. Heroism, he's had an easy run in front. He might have a kick as Doom joins in now on the outside. I want to be a Jeep Dark Archer. Doom coming at the outside. Back in the middle is Dark Archer. Doom moves up. Doom. Doom gets a jump. cut by a long neck. Dark Archer. Photo between Strike Point and Heroism battled on really well. One of the things I love when I'm listening back to some of these replays and uh, watching some of the footage, Rob, on the uh, on the Bit Racing Australia coverage uh, that comes through on Saturday is how the crowds are sounding these days. It's just so, I guess, almost heartwarming. I don't want to be all soppy and sentimental about it all, but it really is nice to hear the crowds cheering. And it was a great crowd down there, Tony. This club's a real up-and-coming club with Dan Pittman at the helm and a young committee working there. That's two meetings for the year. They also had barrel uh, barrel competition, barrel racing competition and sprint racing for the stock horses on the day. And, uh, look, they deserve every uh, success, 250-plus at the meeting. And last race, Brooke, or as we affectionately call Brooke Richardson because she often kicks home the last race on the program, uh, three uh, winners on the day, but she did it very early in the day, in fact. Uh, she kicked off with improving for Dave Rewall getting up over Ocean, her dad's horse that Timmy Brummel was on by a nose and Sarah Tarley and David's having a great run with maiden winners getting up uh, for his stable I think that's about the fourth for the year and then she had a race to race double for Dave Rewall with Oliphants, a most consistent animal kingdom that came off two seconds beating same old story and Nixie Boy um, there was a gap for her there. It wasn't a, cons- uh, a three, a treble in consecutive order because Kenny Skate for Robbie Farr and Clinton Austin, the Bradbury's luck, got up in the next event over the 1400, the Class B. And Robbie's back out here in the Central West with his uh, partner, Cherie Vick, as of January. They defeated So Impressive, uh, Kenny Skate over So Impressive and Hot Chocolate. And as we heard, this eight-year-old by natural destiny, I call him a bit of an up-and-comer. He's an eight-year-old. Two wins, four placings out of seven runs for the stable. And he's been going ahead in leaps and bounds and just got was too strong for Dark Archer, but there was only uh, three-quarters of the length over the first four and strike point, another on a surge. So Brooke Richardson had a day out, but it wasn't only her that got the treble because Dave Rewald, he trained and rode the uh, last of his treble after his wins with Improving and Oliphants. Surprise selection in the 800-metre race. Down the straight and around the uh, track one time, got up by a nose over Tower Road and Jerry Zander. A most exciting finish in that particular race. And this Eurozone mare's tough as teaks. Two wins, two placings the last five. And just was a little bit too strong on the line. It's so good to see uh, those sorts of races, which are pretty rare out here in the Central West. Only Alpha has a 1,700 and Tambo an 1,800-metre race. It was a highlight of the day as well as the win by Doom and Junda, Tony.
Rob, we have the news coming through on the uh, Tara Cup program, which was transferred from Saturday to Sunday with Brett Moody's report coming up soon. As I said, it was nice to see some rain around last week through uh, quite a few areas of country Queensland, even to the point of something like Tara had 25 millimetres and they had to transfer the program from Saturday to Sunday, but they were able to do that. We heard piracy take out the country stampede heat before and we'll have all of the news with Jockberg's Cup win coming up with Brett very soon, but you've still got a couple of meetings to check in for us. Yeah, and the Cunnamulla meeting, Tony, was originally the Charleville, transferred to Roma, I'm pretty sure, but they had a uh, an event on down there that clashed. It ended up back at Cunnamulla. I think I've got that right. Um, but uh, or, or they've raced a couple of weekends in a row. I'm not 100% sure, but they've uh, pitched in here. And a great meeting for Gemma Steele on the comeback trail. And she bookend the program out there. It's good to see Gemma riding at the 57.5 in the first race on Ripover, the cutest winner for Greg Pegg, uh, defeated Spidey and Ring Sting. And here's another great example of cutest. This better than ready four year old mare had run second at Morven at its last run, its first win in 13. Picked up 11,250 for the win in country Queensland. Uh, of course, those bonuses, the extra bonus being a mare. Uh, great result there for Greg Pegg. And Gemma Steele, the first of her double. She kicked home the winner in the, as I said, bookend of the program in the 1,400 metre benchmark 55. Palate for Benny Waldron. This is an XP to Fleming having its first run for the stable. And how about that for bookending the program? Better than ready. Side the first winner, a four-year-old mare. Side the four-year-old mare winner of the last in Palate. Better than ready having its third win from 27 over all Alley and Stazanza. Stazanna. And Anna Bacos continues her winning trends with a double. It was a race-to-race double. Um, Toolmaster for William Pugsley. Now, Tony, this was a meeting where William um, put his hand up to go back to race calling because we couldn't find a race caller. And what a great way to resume your career. Call your own horse home. Toolmaster, he'd be pretty excited that this Akeed Mafid uh, got up with its third win in two seconds in its last five. And from all reports, did a great job. I remember hearing this race. He nailed it right on the line with classic win rushing home down in a photo at King Coney. Uh, it's great to be able to call the races and have a crack again and step into the shoes. But William Pugsley, you got the honour of calling uh, your own horse home. Fantastic achievement. Not too many uh, callers would have that uh, opportunity, even though there'd be quite a few country callers would have country horses going around the place. But, yeah, you don't get that opportunity too often, do you? Yeah, and they were desperately looking and uh, for the caller and uh, great to see him put his hand up and do, do such a great job out there. Uh, Anna Bacos's race-to-race double came on the Shane Iverson horse, Grey Rules, that won its maiden back at Barky in May and was first up uh, in the afternoon on Saturday. De- defeated Finger Ray and Curic in for third in the Class B. And Ross Tilly stopped a clean sweep for the ladies again with Gary Bignall. This was the open handicap and a lot of interest in VJ Day for Gary Gearan and Pat Webster. Started odds on, but it went down by two lengths to Expellable that had placed behind it in previous runs. But there was a bit of a weight difference, 63.5 to VJ Day and 55.5 to Expellable. But good form, Expellable came off a second at Bo- behind Boingo at the Barky Tab meeting at its last run, the unencumbered six-year-old. Defeated Tasani Magic and VJ Day, not disgraced with that big weight into third placing. But great to see Gemma still with that comeback uh, still occurring and uh, the weight coming down for her and bookending the program there at the Cunnamulla meeting. Talking of trebles and doubles, you go up to Richmond and, of course, the big meeting up there this Friday is at Cloncurry. The t- oh, huge nominations up there, six-event program. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe one of those races ends up being split down the track because there's massive nominations. But Dan Ballard, a treble for the day. Jeffrey Felix, 
a double for the day. Dan commenced it with Scarpa for Mum Denise. And this time Thief had last won at McKinlay in June, defeated Dollar Dream and Lively Lass. Uh, and then Dan also had winners uh, for Tanya Parry, Cash Bundle, uh, took the benchmark 45. This Starcraft defeated Myola Millie and My Ape. Uh, and as well, he had a winner for da- Damien Finter on Almighty Gold, the Zabobiel, in the benchmark 60, defeating Side Trip and McKellar's Voice. And Jeffrey Felix combined with uh, Billy Johnson for his first winner in Acton Shale. Uh, first win in three for the stable. It came off a third at Twin Hills at its last run, the, the six-year-old by Hinchinbrook. Defeated the consistent Rockethead and Magic Town for third. And Jeff then backed up for Tanya Parry for the, uh, was the first of her double for the day. Monica Room defeating my boy Sooty and Nelson Dory, a real impact mare that was in the money the last three and having its fourth run for the stable. But Dan Ballard bouncing back on that premiership table, takes a treble up there at Richmond. And Jeffrey Felix continuing in that great form out in the northwest with a double on the day. And of course, Tanya Parry. Uh, with the double on the day as well, Tony. You mentioned that Cloncurry program on Friday, 93 nominations so far for Cloncurry Cup Day that will feature the uh, Country Cups qualifier and Country Stampede qualifier. Look at the weekend, Rob. Saturday, it's Warwick Cup Day and Warwick Newmarket Day. That's a tab program Saturday. As we mentioned with uh, Rowie, the Country Stampede qualifier at Atherton. It's Bowen Cup Day on Saturday. Cunnamulla Cup Day, where they race two weekends in a row. Emerald 100 on the weekend as a Country Cups qualifier as well for the Emerald Jockey Club at Pioneer Park. And uh, also gained a Jockey Club, as we mentioned with Paul, with the next leg of the Bernard the Beach Series coming up this weekend. And we can't always get the splash of paint style stories every week in country racing, but there's always great stories that do come through. And uh, if you find one of them, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and I'll be able to use that information when I return from a little holiday in hopefully Brisbane. Tony, uh, getting on the plane today, get to see the grandkids and the uh, the kids today and be back next week on uh, Bushbeat, um, as we love to do each week. Good luck, Rob. Uh, we'll uh, catch you next week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. We've got more of Bushby rolling through now as we look back at what happened with the Tyra Cup on the weekend with Brett Moody. They've declared each other on up front and here is Chamberlain serving it up to Miss Belitz and now Cappuccino she can wait no longer, peels out three wide, followed then by your little Rog who's uh, staying down to the inside and then comes Sugarbuzz and Jockberg homeward bound, or Cappuccino was taken wide by Chamberlain they straighten up, they're right across the track with uh, Jockberg getting through and then little Rog right over on the inside Cappuccino, Chamberlain, Jockberg little Rog over on the inside Jockberg has reached the lead Jockberg through on the centre, takes the cup. Jockberg beats Little Roz. Sugar Buzz might have got up for third. Cappuccino didn't run on. Yeah, it's a great win there by uh, Jockberg and uh, for Ducky Baker and uh, this uh, girl at the moment, uh, Jasmine Cornish. Jockberg certainly earned his uh, position in the uh, final and he'll uh, probably go quite well because both of his runs are doomed and he's run fifth but beaten only two and a half lengths. Uh, of course, he uh, he's had... Uh, uh, 11 runs in 2021 without a win, but eight top four finishes, including a fourth in the Surratt Cup and a fourth in the Gundawindi Cup leading in there. So uh, it was a great ride by Jasmine Cornish, even though apprentices couldn't claim, and uh, she's having a great season at the moment. So Jockberg uh, going through uh, to the final. Great run by uh, Little Rog. Uh, Craig Smith really has him firing at the moment. And Sugar Buzz for Brenton and Billy Rose Andrews. Uh, another good run into third and may even make the final. That race, of course, uh, did provide the Country Cups Challenge winner a few years ago. In fact, uh, by 
Brenton and Billy Rose Andrew with um, Baker Boy, who ran second in the Ken Dowling Memorial uh, Tara Cup. And uh, the other feature of the uh, day at Tara was the Country Stampede Qualifier. This is the first time that Tara has held a Country Stampede and uh, qualifier event, and it was a great race with the two favourites, Piracy for Tony and Madison Sears and Bella Rad Jones, who finished with a uh, a winning double, so her run continues as well. Just edging out uh, patented for Pat Webster and uh, Bubba Tilly. Both those horses uh, having a very good provincial form. Piracy winner of the Cannonball over the 1,000 metres at uh, Dolby earlier in the year. And, of course, he has a victory at Eagle Farm over the 1,000 metres and a placing at Tadoombin and $300,000 in prize money. So he'll be one of the favourites for the Stampede, I would think. Uh, just the alleys was the difference there. He had the inside running and patented sat on his outside and they break away from the rest of the field. It was a two-horse war all the way to the line. And uh, it, was a, it was a great race. So that's the... Uh, Two features out of uh, Tara. Uh, congratulations to the club. They had uh, to uh, postpone the meeting onto the Sunday because they added the extra uh, cutest added stakes uh, race as well. So they had a six race program. Uh, the day was marred by a little bit of a, a fall in the, one of the uh, features, but fortunately both horse and rider Wendy Peel uh, okay with uh, um, in the uh, in the uh, feature there. Good on you, Brett. Thank you for that. We appreciate that update uh, through from Tara on the weekend. And as uh, Brett said, well done to everybody getting involved there, being able to transfer that program from a Saturday to Sunday. That's Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab. Good luck to the clubs racing this week, especially Cloncurry with their tab meeting on Friday. And the non-tab cards coming up at Atherton, Bowen, Connemulla, Emerald and Gainder this coming weekend. We'll be back next week to report on all of that for you on Bushbeat.